Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in. Just want to remind you, if you have any prayer requests, questions, feedback, or testimonies, please let me know. You see the contact information there at the bottom of the screen. And you can also contact us at any of the social media venues you're listening to this on as well. I'm going to continue on part two of church order. And we're just going to go right into it from last time. Uh, the purpose of church order uh, is not to have some rules and regulations, but it's to allow for the Spirit of God to move amongst us. We want silence before the service. It's not a place to come in and fellowship and talk and drink coffee and, and so forth. You can do that out in the lobby or if you don't have a lobby in other places. We want the place in the church for, the, for creating an atmosphere where the Spirit of God can move, a place of reverence and a place where the Holy Spirit can deal with people's hearts through prayer, through worship, and through the Word of God. Um, Habakkuk 2.20, But the Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before Him. Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Of course, we understand there's a time and a place for shouting, praising, uh, weeping, all these things that go along with the presence of God coming into your midst. But the service is to start with 30 minutes of silent prayer, Bible reading, um, meditation. After the service is over, people are to dismiss quietly. We're not, we're not there to talk and have discussions. We dismiss quietly. What if there's a person there that the Spirit of God is dealing with and they want to be quiet and pray? Well, if you're, if you're there and you get up and start talking to your neighbor and talking to this one and all fellowship goes on, that's over with. That's ended. The person is no longer experiencing the presence of God. They're experiencing everybody's fellowship and they have to get up and go. So we're not coming before service to talk and fellowship. It's a place of reverence where meditation and prayer can take place so people are ready for the service. Uh, children should not be allowed to run around and talk and play in service because it can break the reverent atmosphere where the Spirit of the Lord is moving in hearts. Children should remain, remain silent or be taken out of the sanctuary area uh, into another area designated for mothers to take children. Um, kids can sit silently looking at a book, playing with quiet toys or quietly coloring with crayons or pencils. Uh, no food or drink in the service. If someone needs to drink water, step out of the service. If, if you need to have water with you at all times, see one of the deacons or the pastor um, and let them know that it's an, an emergency basis. As there are some reasons for that, but mostly water should be kept out of the service unless someone has a medical emergency. Getting in the Spirit. Let's talk about that. 1960. Uh, Brother Branham says this, 
Now remember, the first thing you have to do is what? Get in the Spirit. How these, how's these revelations going to ever come to you? Get in the Spirit. How are you ever going to get the Holy Ghost? Get in the Spirit. Get in the Spirit. When you was a sinner and you went to a dance, you got in the Spirit. Oh my, you started clapping your hands and patting your feet and shindigging and throwing your hat on the floor and going round and round and acting silly. using the Spirit of it. Could you imagine a fellow was a dance fiend going to a dance said, well, you all's having a pretty good time, I suppose. Oh, they'd say, you wallflower, get out of here, see? Go at the ball game, somebody knock a home run or something other, set and look. I say, well, guess that's pretty good. Nah, you wouldn't be a baseball fiend. You wouldn't be a real, you wouldn't be a real in the spirit of baseball. When somebody knocks a home run, you raise up and holler, woo, my, win. Knock somebody's hat off his head like that, nobody says a word about it. Then in the church, you get in the spirit, raise up and holler, glory, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Somebody run and say, holy roller? I'm going to ask you a question. If we're holy rollers because we do that, then them's unholy rollers out there. I'd rather be a holy roller, wouldn't you, than an unholy one? My, certainly. Unholy rollers. <laughs> in the sermon, uh, continuing that sermon, maybe he was dancing, jumping, running all around the island. He was having a good time. He was in the spirit. That may sound sacrilegious, but I don't mean it that way. See, he could. That's Well, he might have been doing that. I believe he was having a good time in the Spirit, just praising God, because that's exactly what happened when the Spirit fell on them at the first place. When the Holy Ghost fell on them, they staggered like drunk men and women and acted like they were drunk, jabbering and calling carry on like that, till the people said, these people are full of new wine. That's the way they acted the first time. So the Spirit come on again. He probably acted the same way. See, there's nothing new about this thing. This is an old-time religion. Amen. Ephesians 5, 18 through 20. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to get in the Spirit. We need to have more of that in our homes and in our churches. Psalm 149, praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud in their be- upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon the judgment written. The honor, this honor, have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Don't be afraid to shout, to dance in the spirit, to say amen and hallelujah during preaching. Express your joy in the Lord. I mean, think about the dances and and the excitement that football players have when they're involved in touchdowns or important plays. Think about the the fans screaming and shouting and, and rejoicing at a touchdown or a special play during the during a, a football game. Uh, now, now, now we're not saying we're to be irreverent and things like that, but what we're saying is this, is there's a joy from being a Christian, from experiencing the presence of God, from hearing... And a tremendous sermon preached. 
then we should express that, not just sit there and say, oh, well, but then at the football game you go and you're shouting and screaming about the Green Bay Packers or the Minnesota Vikings or some other team. Express the joy you have in the Lord. Amen. The gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. It's given to every believer. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but all these worketh that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. You can read through 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Um, it's important to have the gifts of the Spirit in operation in a local church. It helps keep it clean. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. Paul said uh, he, that, he, that we should earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that we might prophesy. So... Um, Earnestly, what is an earnest desire expressed in prayer? As a Christian, we should be praying for the spiritual gifts to be operate, operating amongst us. Um, but those spiritual gifts are not to interrupt the preaching. They're not to be an interruption in the service, but they're to fit in. You know, the Bible says the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. In other words, uh, you're, you... you you allow the Lord to work through you, but you know that it can be done in order. You're waiting upon the Lord for that timing. I've experienced it myself where that something is just literally about to burst inside of me, but you wait until there's an opportunity maybe between songs or something happens. But you're waiting till the till, till it's in order. You're not doing it just bursting in and, and interrupting everything. Um, it shouldn't bring confusion. Um, then the other part is if, if you prophesy or speak for things that aren't true, then you've got a wrong spirit on you. You've got to repent and get back to God. So with that said, we're going to bring that portion to a close. Next time we'll continue on to more conduct issues. But if you have questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please feel free to let me know. You see my contact information there. You can also contact me on any of these social media venues, and I'll be get back to you just as soon as I possibly can. May the Lord richly bless you.